It's like you come upon a train wreck and you go, oh, that's horrible. And then you go inside one of the trains and you're like, oh, everybody on this train has broken their arm. That's horrible. It can't get any worse than this. And then you go to the next episode and you're like, holy cow, everybody is dismembered. And then you go to the next one and then you find out everybody's dead. And it's just each episode, things just get worse and worse and worse. Hi, and welcome to Backup Central's Restore It All podcast. I am your host, W. Curtis Preston, a.k.a. Mr. Backup. And with me, we have this week, P-M-A-L-A-I-Y-A-N-D-I. Thousand points for Mr. Backup. Good job. <laughs> like, I have to see it in my head. I was working through it. Are you sure you don't have that written down somewhere? No, I do not. And well, and I've spelled it a million times. I just, I guess last time I just rushed or something, but I rushed and I was convinced that I had done it correctly. And that's why I had to play it back. Did you hear, did you hear that episode? I, I did hear the episode at the very end where it's like, let's replay yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Curtis. Little inside baseball. I, I, I wasn't sure if I had done it. So I recorded actually two endings of, I was right. Or I was wrong, and in the end, I was wrong. <laughs> All is forgiven, Curtis. Okay. Sorry I misspelled your name. 95% of people probably cannot spell my name, so don't worry. Yeah, but you know what? I am not 95%, sir. <laughs> so I try to spell people's names and to pronounce people's names as close to the way they pronounce them as possible. And so I take it as a personal failure, my friend, that I misspelled your name. By the way, although Prasanna and I do both work for Druva, this is not an official Druva podcast. The opinions that you hear are our own. By the way, there is now an official Druva podcast, and you should check that out. It is now called No Hardware Required, and it is available also uh, on SoundCloud and wherever you know you get your podcasts. Ooh, nice. A plug for the new podcast. And I, I hope that we get to have you on there as well. Yeah, that would be exciting. Will you be a guest on my other podcast? <laughs> yes, I will. If you, if you will have me. I don't know. I'll take it under advisement. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of weird people, I thought we'd talk about the Tiger King, which a bunch of people probably either just said, yes, let's talk about Tiger King. Some people said, oh my God, I can't believe we're going to talk about Tiger King. And then another group of people said, who the b- is Tiger King? <laughs> that last category is me. I think I've been living under a rock, but I I think I've talked about this before, where when something gets really popular, I tend not to watch it and just kind of wait for it to die down and then watch it. So what is Tiger King? So Tiger King is the most popular, most watched show right now on anything. Forgot how many views it has had overnight, but it is a ridiculous number. It's very meta in that... It is a documentary about a guy who had a YouTube channel who had a reality show built around him and his YouTube channels. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry, I'm just trying to process that. So the guy has his own reality show. Had. Well, he had his own YouTube channel in terms of timeline. He had his own YouTube channel where he advertised, and this this is, you know, sort of burying the lead. He has his own private zoo. 
And when I say private zoo, I just mean that an individual person started collecting lions, tigers, and bears, oh my, and he built a very large private zoo where he eventually had like over 400 of these animals, and then he ran a zoo. He referred to himself, first name is Joe, but he started going by Joe Exotic, sort of like with me, Mr. Backup. He was, you know, the Tiger King. That was what he was known by. And I think the name of the YouTube channel might have been the Tiger King. And then this this television producer decided to come and said, hey, I want to film a reality show around you. You are an incredibly interesting character. And I will just say, regardless of what you think about the guy, he is beyond interesting. (laughs) He is like a whole bunch of people put into one person, right? Things that aren't always necessarily together, all together in one person. (laughs) And then that person is running a private zoo. (laughs) Okay, then. And then there's this other character who runs a private zoo in South Carolina, and his staff is also quite colorful. (laughs) There is Carol Baskins, which is down in Tampa. She thinks that both of those two people are bad and she deplores this idea of private zoos. But in order to raise money to protest the running of private zoos, guess what she has? Her own private zoo. Yes. Her own private zoo. Oh my gosh. But it's not a zoo. It's a refuge. So it's totally different. Then this reality TV show producer showed up and he offered to film Joe Exotic and Joe Exotic, a.k.a. the Tiger King, said, "Okay, if you're going to do this reality show about me, then you also have to produce my YouTube channel. He already had the YouTube channel, but he started filming him YouTube channel. A significant portion of the content on the YouTube channel is about Carol Baskins. That was why I mentioned Carol Baskins (laughs) and about how she may or may not have killed her first husband, how he mysteriously disappeared under weird circumstances and nobody knows what happened to him. And Joe Exotic is convinced that she killed him and fed her husband to to her tigers. Interesting. It's a good way to get rid of evidence. (laughs) Yeah. So the guy showed up to film this reality show. The Tiger King that we know of is the name of a Netflix documentary about the guy who had a YouTube channel and there was a reality television program about him. And then the other guy who had his private zoo and then the woman, Carol Baskins, who may or may not have killed her husband, but also runs a refuge. That is pretty meta. So yes. <laughs> yes. Are you caught up yet? Yes. I am caught up. So any questions about sort of the general content before we actually cover why this has anything to do with backup and recovery? Not about the content, but I think this was like one of the top rated Netflix shows during the quarantine, right? It's not one of the, it is the, it is by far, it has eclipsed other shows. Interesting. I may have to give it a watch then. This is the way I describe it to people. It's like you come upon a train wreck and you go, oh, that's horrible. And then you go inside one of the trains and you're like, oh, everybody on this train has broken their arm. That's horrible. It can't get any worse than this. And then you go to the next episode and you're like, holy cow, everybody is dismembered. And then you go to the next one and then you find out everybody's dead. And it's just each episode, things just get worse and worse and worse. And they're like, how can it get weirder? So here's what happened. The reality show and YouTube channel were all being filmed in a building next to the alligator exhibit. Because, of course, you had an alligator exhibit. Of course. All that that video footage... Where was it being stored? In the building. Yeah. 
Was it stored in the cloud? Of course not. Was it copied to like another SD card or SSD drive or something and, you know, taken home with anyone? Probably not, because who does that thing? This was a professional television producer. Are you sure it was professional? Yes, he was. He, I've seen his credits. And he filmed all this footage and stored it all in hard drives in one building in one place. Well, that's bonkers. What do you think about storing all your data in one place, Persona? It's got it's got to be a violation of a rule of some rule some kind of rule. That? I don't know. It's like it's like there's a rule. It's like there's a rule. <laughs> the, would, it, would that be the three two one rule? I think they should just call it Mister Backup Rule. Three copies of your data on two different pieces of media, one of which is somewhere else. Somewhere else, people. <laughs> and there's a reason that's so important, because, um. There is a reason, and we're going to talk about what happens when you don't follow the three, two, one rule. So, especially when what you're doing is making video footage of a crazy person who may or may not be a felon and who then realizes that all this footage might incriminate him. <laughs> I did not know that part. So then. Suddenly, after he comes to this realization and says to somebody, you know, somebody should probably just set that building on fire. That would really make a point. And then like a day or two later, the fire, the the um, the building goes up and doesn't just go up in flames, by the way. There was obvious use of what was referred to as a clear, massive uh uh, what what do they call what do they call it in, in accelerant? Accelerant. Uh, yeah, there was clear use of a really intense accelerant used in this fire, so it didn't just catch fire; it <laughs> melted the <laughs> the studio. Okay. Now here's a, here's an additional data point. Um, first off, help me. There's this like powder that you can use that thermite. Yes. Don't ask me how I know. So there's this powder called thermite, right? That That's what it's called? Mm-hmm. That you pour and then you it just sort of melts through everything? Specifically, it, it's very explosive, right? Or it can be. like, And, and I've, I've seen it used. Uh, actually, I watched um, my buddy Howard Marks did this. He, he got he got paid to do it and film it and everything. But basically, he used he used thermite to, to, to do this. Now, why, why, why do I mention thermite, you might ask? Why do you mention thermite, Curtis? Because guess who was obsessed with thermite? Tiger King? Or Joe Exotic, I should say? Yes. <laughs> yes, Joe Exotic was obsessed with thermite. There is lots of footage in this documentary of him putting thermite on stuff and then firing his weapons at it because he's got like a an AR-14, right? AR-15? AR-15. 15. And he loves blowing stuff up with thermite and his AR-15. Um. And so then magically, the studio that he said somebody should set fire ends up catching fire with the use of an incredibly high accelerant, you know, like thermite. <laughs> oh, boy. And so all the videos are gone. All the videos, all the, you know, other than videos that had made it out to YouTube and had been stored on YouTube. So that's what a lot of the footage is. 
Um, there is some footage. Uh, I'm not some of the footage, like when I look back on it, some of the footage clearly survived or made it to YouTube or something because we have some of it because otherwise the Tiger King show would have no footage. Mm -hmm. So there was some, but, but the bulk of the footage did disappear. And, uh, so basically the, the, what would have become the Tiger King reality show never happened. And ultimately, um, the documentary people figured, you know, figured it out and made a, you know, a six part, I think six part, eight part, something like that mini series out of it. And, um, and now we're talking about them, <laughs> but I, I, I don't understand. I, I think, I think the concept of not putting your data all in one place is something that even Lily can understand. Let's ask her, Lily, what? if you had a bunch of videos that were really important and you had all those videos in one place, is that good or bad? bad. Yeah. Bad. Because what would happen if that place caught fire, what would happen? All the videos would be gone forever. Yeah, right. So what? So what? How do you fix that? Make two videos. Exactly. Make two videos, and then what do you do with the second one? Put it somewhere else. See, even a six-year-old can understand that you don't put your data all in one place. Why? Why? Why is this such a hard thing for people to understand, Persona? People just don't realize the risk, right? Uh, I yeah, I don't. I just don't. It's like you you think that fires don't apply to you. You think that hard drive failures or SSD failures don't apply to you. I'm sure you would not have had a successful career like you have had if people knew about those sort of things. So you're saying that I owe, I owe my career to stupidity like this guy. Sure. I'll go with, I'll go <laughs> with that. Maybe not this guy, but just in general, right? The need for backup. No, but like, you know, but, but I mean, yes, I, I definitely built a career based on helping people not do what they were doing, right? Hey, you might want to make two copies of that, or hey, you might want to, um, you know, we were often problems, we would see problems like, one of, one of the things that people do when they do do offsite backups is they say, well, we can't afford to have two copies, right? This, this is, even when tape was the primary medium, they would say they don't have enough money for two copies, that it costs too much for the systems and, you know, and all this stuff. And so what was very common back in the day was, to only have one copy of your backup, but to send that copy offsite. But when you do that and you do have, so I was at a bank that, that was, um, we would actually do, because we had 12,000 employees, we would actually do several restores a day because any one of those employees could call in and, and ask for a restore. And so we always made sure we had an on-prem copy. And so if you, if you only kept one copy and then you sent that copy off site, you had to do a choice. Did you want to be able to support regular operational restores or did you want to have a good uh, RPO with your DR plan? So, cause these were your choices. So if you're going to do, if you're going to support regular operational restores, that means you needed to keep the data. If you only have one copy, you need to keep that copy on prem for say a week or so. But now guess what? Your the RPO that you can support is a week. For DR. In a disaster because the for DR. So the the because the newest tape off site is from a week ago. And that's why you don't, you know, you don't just have one copy. That's why that's why there's the two and the three, two, one, right? You don't just make one copy and then send it off site. Even if you did that, it's still better than what this guy is. You had one copy and you stored it all in one room. Yep. Ugh. 
yeah, I just question what the person was thinking. And I get maybe in a private farm, they thought things would be safe and maybe internet connectivity wasn't that great. But still, store an extra copy in the van or wherever else. I mean, he had a crew. He had a video crew, a video production crew. Surely one of them could copy the latest footage onto another hard drive or something and bring that with them, right? I, I, yeah, I'm sure that the that the internet bandwidth in rural Ohio is not the best, but so so do something else, right? Yeah. Video footage, raw video footage, raw HD video footage is huge and requires a ridiculous amount of bandwidth if you're going to replicate it. So use SneakerNet. Yep. Just make another copy of the data while you're pulling the data off because you're probably copying the data from the camera, right? The SD card or the hard drive to your local computer to do processing. So when you're doing that, just make another copy. You know, it's interesting. I mean, we've been talking about the Tiger King, but another thing that comes to mind is Westworld. So I don't remember, you're not a Westworld person either, right? I swear I'm going to get this tattooed on my forehead just for you, Curtis. But no, I am not a worth world. And the answer is no. Yes, okay. <laughs> that is I, correct. I, 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 so that means I got it right. I said yeah. you're not a Westworld person. I just got to give you a hard time. The whole season two of Westworld was backup related. And it was and it was also three to one rule issues because. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. If you don't want to hear about Westworld, then don't listen to the rest of this but the hosts, as they're called in the show, which are the androids that are pretending to be humans in Westworld that ultimately become self-aware. And, you know, things don't go well when you have sentient androids that exist for the sole purpose of people to live out their sickest fantasies. So things don't go well. And the androids are, they actually, after, you know, killing everyone... <laughs> After killing as many humans as they could possibly kill, they seek to liberate themselves. And it's interesting, their concept of liberation, they believe that their backup, so the, the way their system works is their primary is in their brain. They have this they have this thing they call a pearl, which is, it looks like a large golf ball. It's in where you would expect a brain to be. Mm. But that is both the CPU and storage. It's everything. Okay of that particular host. But it's it's essentially a, it's like an iPad in that it's really a delivery device, not a storage device, right? Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. They're just, they're just a, they're just a, uh, they're, they're a clone of their actual backup of their data, which is stored in a data center. But guess where that data center is? Where? It's in the park. <laughs> it's in Westworld. It's literally in a data center in the basement directly accessible from a place in Westworld. And uh, which is, for the record, an island in the middle of the Pacific, as I recall. And so the whole season two is about these these hosts trying to get to that data center so that they can do the same thing that happened in Tiger King. So that they can, uh, that's their goal is to get there and then blow up their backup so that they could finally be free. So they they think of their backup as a method of human enslavement. It's kind of like reincarnation. Yes. It, well, they see it. Yeah, it's exactly like reincarnation. They see it as 
the human humankind's way of enslaving them by it allows them to do anything they want to the host, even if they kill the host and set them on fire, they can always just reboot them and, you know, uh, restore their backup. Do they remember between every backup or every reboot? They're not supposed to, but they end up, that's what happens in season one, is they, they create something called the reveries and this new feature which is supposed to give them more personality results in them remembering previous incarnations of themselves. And they tend to really resent it <laughs> exactly <laughs> because, because human beings do awfully horrible things to them. And, and so, yeah, so, so, so see the whole season two of Westworld and here, this is a show where now you have people spending billions of dollars, maybe even trillions of dollars to put on this park and, and they, and they have, so the, it costs like $30,000 a day to attend uh Westworld in the show. Mm-hmm. And so it's a, it's a show. Th- these are people with ridiculous amounts of money and even they don't design their data centers <laughs> in, in a proper way. That's all I'm saying. I just thought like, why, why is it so hard to get the three, two, one rule? That's all I'm saying. Why is it so hard? Tell me persona. Because it is. Because it is. That that's so deep. I think, thank you for answering that question of the ages anytime yeah the so the funny thing about the tiger king is like you know you've you're you're a you know you're a technical person you've watched plenty of movies where you're like oh this is stupid mm-hmm. right oh of course this is stupid it's technically it's technically ridiculous but it, it's it's ridiculous in that this is just wrong right mm-hmm. um but this isn't that this was this was real <laughs> this was real people well, and that's why I asked at the beginning is, is this a mockumentary? No, it's an actual documentary of an actual person. And I will just say this, that the actual people involved in this, like these subjects of this documentary, not all of them make it to the end of the documentary alive or not in prison. People go to prison and people die in the show. Oh, crazy. And other people lose body parts. Oof. <laughs> All right, Curtis, you've really sold me on this show. Okay, was that sarcasm? No, no, I really have to watch this. Oh, you're, you're interested? No, you're I interested. Have, yes. It is the most incredible thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it just sounds so over the top that it's like you want it to is, experience it is, it. it. it is like if you Google the word over the top, <laughs> I think the picture of Tiger, Tiger King is going to come up. <laughs> Yeah, it is it is beyond it is the most incredible thing I've ever seen on Netflix. And by incredible, I mean that in both sense of the words that it 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 is not credible. You're watching that, you're like this can't be a real person, and yet yes, it was it is a real person. Right? Um and everyone depicted in that documentary really exist or existed. There are pending criminal investigations and or charges on some people and some people have gone to prison for probably the rest of their life but we'll never see as much of it as we could see because why they didn't follow the three two one rule yeah which which goes back to is this why i was asking is this a professional producer because it seems like you would want to protect your content rick kirkham yeah rick kirkham he has several shows to his credit okay so this is interesting he is the producer of the documentary did it get meta enough? I think it is. I didn't actually know that until just now. The guy who produced the documentary produced it 
based on the footage that survived the fire, the fire that destroyed the data that he had in the first place. Okay, now I'm not convinced that Joe Exotic set it on fire. Maybe he set it on fire mm-hmm. to make the story more interesting. That is uh, interesting. He did have things to his credit before this. Writer, cinematographer, camera and electrical equipment. Okay, so he, he, he doesn't have dozens of things to his credit, but he's definitely in the biz. Okay, so maybe, you know. Yeah, so Joe Exotic yeah, and his employees told Kirkham that if they ever came back, he would be arrested for trespassing. I think they suspected that he might have burned down his own stuff. It, it's in the show. Okay. They there's footage of somebody and but yeah, I again you just have to watch the show. I don't okay. know. All right. Enough talking about people and their backup and Tiger King and how crazy he is and all of that stuff. Thanks for listening. Thanks for <laughs> stick thanks for hanging out with me, Persona, while I talked about a TV show that you've never seen. I know. But now you're going to go see it, aren't you? You know, sometimes it's about the way people tell a story that gets you either interested in watching something or not. So you did a great job. So I will go watch it. Well, thank you. I'm a raconteur extraordinaire. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, hey, everybody else, thanks for listening. Uh, Make sure to uh, subscribe so that you can restore it all. isn't worth a spit finally i needed your backup you had a chance to fix it instead it's all jacked up see how i'll write on facebook about you don't underestimate the things that i will do there was a file but i deleted it too bad your backup system isn't worth a spit
just for once it'll be completely done maybe one day